Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tannen. What do All right, so today has been absolutely wild with the free agency market. I have no idea what's happening. Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, anyone who is in sports is just tweeting off the hook. Bradbury is back, and that is just something I did not see coming. I, I mean, I'm still a little like, what the hell's going on here? I'm in. I love it. No, I, I just thought we couldn't afford him. Yeah. I mean, you know, and he just wanted to come back, and they gave him what he wanted, and he said, yeah, other teams offered more, but he liked to fit in Philly, and you know what? Salute, man. I, I love it. I love it. That's, yeah, it took, uh, took less money. You know, anytime someone does that, you got to you gotta tip your cap. Um, great move. And, uh, you know, I mean – it leaves, you know, it leaves people with more questions, but again, you know, he's, he's an all pro and, um, you know, anytime you can get an all pro for, for the contract that, that we got him for, I mean, it's a no brainer. So, uh, great move. And, uh, you know, a lot, uh, you know, we, we knew we were going to lose some guys and, um, you know, we've seen guys, you know, move on and, uh, but so far I've liked, I've liked who we've gotten and, uh, you know, obviously bringing back Bradbury is, is so far the biggest move that we've made. There's still a lot more moving pieces. That's there's the dominoes need to start falling. And the fact that CJ Gardner Johnson hasn't signed yet. It's, it's hurting me. So we are recording this at 7 PM on Tuesday. It's the 14th. This is for air tomorrow. We'll probably be out later tonight, but for tomorrow morning, essentially. Whenever we're waiting for something to happen, it either happens at the end of the podcast after we've recorded everything. Yeah. Or two hours after. Yep. In this case, if you listen to this whole podcast and CJ Gardner Johnson has been signed by someone, hopefully the Eagles, I apologize in advance. So let's just let's just pretend, all right? So if he signs with the Eagles, it's a great move. Now, if he does sign with the Eagles, Eagles are probably going to be tight for money. And we don't know what's going to happen with Slay. Now, the Eagles let him seek a trade. Or, so you either trade him or you restructure. Now, he wants a new deal. And I don't know if the Eagles are willing to give him one. It's not the fact that they're not willing. It's just they don't have the space. Exactly. Exactly. They don't have space. And, you know, he he's getting up there. You know, he's 33, 34 years old. Still a great player. Still an all-pro. You know, he's still a, pro, a perennial pro bowler. But, again, you know, you, you bring back Bradbury, which is great. So you still have a, a really good corner. Uh, Gardner Johnson is significantly younger and he plays a position where we just don't have the depth that we do at corner now, again, especially with Bradbury back. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of factors, but obviously the main one is money. And again, you know, the Eagles are, are getting ready to pay their quarterback. And whenever that happens, you know, we've said it before, whenever that happens, you got to take some sacrifices and you know, this might be one of them. 
if that's the case, then so be it. But for right now, let's get into the bulk of free agency in the main podcast. Uh, next up, Sixers. Things have changed. Yeah. Joel Embiid is killing it still. Uh, James Harden is low-key having a really good year. Uh, the Celtics kind of are in a slump. I'm going to say in a slump because if I say they stink, they're going to become gods. Uh, they'll have lightning shooting out of their eyes as they're shooting basketballs, so I'm just not going to say anything negative about them because it'll backfire in my face and everyone will make fun of me for about, I don't know, five months. And then every single time something bad happens to the Sixers, they'll keep it up again. So I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah, well, the Sixers themselves have played a lot better. Um, you know, they they played, again, they played together, you know, and we always mention how good this team can be when they play together, and we've seen it. Um, you know, we've seen them come back from, you know, 15 to 20-point deficits and, and win the game. Um, so that's great to see. Like you said, Embiid's playing out of his mind per usual um ever since maxi has been put back in the starting lineup he's been a lot better which you know we said we said that when he was on the bench they needed to start him and there you go so um we were right about something which is nice but yeah i think having him back healthy in the, in the starting lineup um obviously the way Embiid's been playing and uh, like you said, the, the way Harden's been playing recently, um, they're just playing together. You know, they're playing together defensively and, uh, you know, they're distributing the ball nicely and they have a good thing going. So hopefully they can continue. But again, we know with this team, and the roller coaster of emotions that put us through, but we'll see. Dude, I, it's kind of odd how the MVP conversation has flipped around a little bit. Yeah. This is the first time that's happening. Yeah, well, I think the Nuggets are kind of, you know, you mentioned it with the Celtics. They're kind of slumping a little bit. You know, nothing crazy, but a little bit. You know, they've lost, I think they lost to the Nets and um, somebody else. can't remember. Um, but, yeah, and, and you're just seeing, you know, you're seeing MB just put up ridiculous numbers. I mean, you know, when a guy that looks like Embiid is putting up these type of numbers – you know, it's it doesn't it doesn't happen every day. Um, so you know, people are definitely starting to see Embiid for you know who he is, who who we've seen him for the last you know four years, um, which I is nice. An, I saw a stat, and I think it was on first take that they were talking about it. And yes, I am ashamed to admit that I watched the first take highlights. Yeah, that's. But I find Stephen A. Smith very entertaining, so I'm going to put that out there. Not right sometimes, but very entertaining. He knows what he's doing. Anyway, they were talking about Joel Embiid. I think he's averaging 33.4 points a game. He, he leads the league in scoring. And, and the only yeah. other people to have that, like that high of a points per game, yeah. Or like it, it's in the company of Jordan and Kobe in his prime when he yeah. was just dropping dimes left and right. I think AI was on that list too. Yeah. Like None of those guys up, are big men. He's putting up center numbers that we haven't we've haven't seen since Will Chamberlain. And you're like, oh my God, you, you know, Joel and B Will Chamberlain. It's look, look up the stats because it, I'm not kidding. Like you, you're seeing a center who's seven one 
you know, 270, 280, whatever he is, put up numbers we haven't seen since 1960. Like, listen, you know, you know, guys like Hakeem and Shaq and they're, they're, they were unbelievable players. And Shaq was, Shaq still is probably the most dominant player that we've ever seen. But, you know, just what, what Embiid is doing, it's just, it's, it's, he, he, I mean, he's up there right with, you know, Shaq and Will and, you know, Hakeem. I mean, it's, it's crazy to say, but his numbers right now, that's what he's playing like. Defensively, he's a monster. Offensively, he's a monster. He's the leader of the Sixers team. Yeah. And he's what's propelling them to where they're at. And if you're going to sit here and say that that is not the most valuable player, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. And, you know, the crazy part is you go on social media and the Jokic stands are so insane. I would compare it to saying anything negative about a certain basketball team in Miami online. (laughs) That's how crazy it is. Yeah. NBA Twitter itself is just a monstrosity. Yeah, it is. So let's start with that. There are a lot of trolls with a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, I mean, again, a lot more people are are starting to realize how good Embiid is. You know, they're they're starting to realize, oh, maybe this guy is actually the MVP. You know, Um, and and you're starting to see Embiid, you know, take take the last second shots and hitting them. You know, we, we really haven't seen him be that type of guy, and now you're starting to see him. You know, he has the ball in his hands when when we need him most. And he's coming through. And that's something we haven't seen from him until now. Well, we also have fantastic news from the heavens. Mm-hmm. We have Flyers talk today. Yep. Chuck Fletcher's been fired. And it's uh, not. It's not. But it feels good. It does feel good. Yeah. To celebrate, I wore a Flyers jersey for the first time in a long time. Wow. This weekend. But I did say it's a one-time thing. Yeah. And until they fix some other things in the front office, I'm not doing it again. It, it is hopefully the start of the, the boys' club got to go. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, Like I said, it's hopefully the start of more, more to come. Um, you know, this, this is hopefully the first of many. The boys club has to go. It it does. You know, it's, it's, uh, Clark Barber Holmgren, get out. (laughs) Yeah. You've done nothing. Yeah. And you know, I I hear a lot of people saying, you know what? I'm going to talk about it later. I, I have something for this one. Okay. So we're good there. Yeah, let's save it. Let's save it. World Baseball Classic. The games are on so late, I haven't been watching. They're on so late. There's a lot of blowouts. Um, You know, when the games are close, it's fun to watch, but there's a lot of blowouts. Watching I mean, seven innings of U.S. versus Canada. Yeah. U.S. winning by 10 runs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the U.S. losing to Mexico was big. That that might screw them. Yeah, no. I mean, listen, there's there's some good teams in this year's Classic, man. I mean, 
obviously the United States and Dominican Republic are really good. And Mexico is a great team. And um, I haven't watched much of Puerto Rico, but Puerto Rico is another great team. team too. They do. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it should be very entertaining. Japan is a great team as well. Japan's four and zero right now. Japan's a great team. Um, <clears throat> so you know, on almost every team, if not every team, there's at least one major leaguer. So you know, if you're if you're a baseball fan, then um, it's you know it's cool to see these guys, you know, play for a team other than their MLB team, and you know, guys that you might not think are from that country, but they are. Like I said last week, Lars Newtbar is playing for Japan. Um, so, and uh, Tommy Edmonds playing for. Uh, he is playing for. Oh crap! Who's he playing for? He's playing with Hassan Kim on that squad. Oh, uh, Korea. I think I think playing for Korea. Yeah, Hassan Kim is a Korean name. Yes. Yeah. So Tommy Edmonds also playing for Korea, which is. Another one I didn't know. Uh, Jack Peterson playing for. I love how Lars Newbar's playing for Japan. Yeah, it's great. Um, Yeah, like uh, Jack Peterson's playing for Israel, which I didn't know. So Uh, is Garrett Stubbs. Garrett Stubbs is playing for Israel, but he uh, he's off the roster now because he has knee soreness, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it's just cool to see some of these guys that again you wouldn't expect to to be on that team, but they are and. you know, makes for some minor entertaining baseball. But again, there's there's a lot of blowouts and but but when the games are close, they are they are entertaining because the crowds are so into it. So I will say, I don't know what that noise was. That but was sorry. I will say if we seem slightly distracted while recording, it's because we're constantly checking Twitter to make sure that uh, you know. Yeah. Something big. Something big happens. Shefty, Ian Rappaport. That's really about all I trust when it comes to breaking news in the NFL. Yeah. So, did I miss anything? Did anything else big happen in Philly sports, Chip? Not that I can see. I'm uh, I'm refreshing Twitter every two minutes at this point. Um, well, at least at this point, we've reached our Twitter ref- refresh <laughs> mini destination. I got nothing left. What you say, Chippe? Let's do the rocking music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. Get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. birds. Free agency. Let's start off with the big news. James Bradbury. Yes, sir. Has returned to the homeland. Love it. The only place that can somehow get someone to take less money to stay because I swear to the heavens, I did not see this coming. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really thought, uh, no disrespect to him either because I no. was like, you know, he's got to get his bag. I, kinda yeah. His. Yeah. No, I, you know, we, we picked him up last year. Um, and, uh, you know, he was great for us and 
I thought he was going to take the bag somewhere else. I really did. And I thought, you know, the Eagles were going to prioritize Garner Johnson. Um, they still might be doing that. We don't know. Um, but, you know, I think I think with all the, the Darius Slay uh, rumors, if you will, uh, I think they, they definitely wanted Bradbury back. And, you know, Bradbury was was able to come back and took less money, which is, you know, always got to tip your cap, like I said earlier. So he's back. It's great. Three years, $38 million. Uh, could be up to 44 with incentives, which is great. Um, 20 mil guaranteed. 20 mil guaranteed. Um, you know, t- like I said, teams were definitely offering him more. I mean, he said it himself. And, you know, he just felt that Philadelphia was the place to be. And, you know, he, he feels comfortable here. He likes the coaches here. And um, he's a great player. So great move. I love it. I'm happy. I think he's happy. The fact that, you know, the reasons he stayed too is like, I like the familiarity with the coaching staff and they gave, they came pretty much not verbatim, but they came close enough to what I wanted where I, I felt comfortable here. And this was a good fit for me. And I'm, you know, as a fan, I'm super appreciative of the fact that he stayed most of all. Yeah. Um, it's We're all adults here. You got to make an adult decision. And if that's the case, you, Make it and welcome home. Yeah, for the next three years, welcome home, and uh, you know, hopefully, he keeps up the way he's been playing, and or he, you know, way he did play last year. Um, again, all pro was just phenomenal, and um, you know, it's, it's a great fit here, and I love it. That's all I can say about it. I love it. Now, another. Big signing and big return is Jason Kelsey returning for one year. Jason Kelsey is back. Um, you know, not not retiring quite yet. Um, we signed him to officially. We signed him to a one year deal. Um, and yeah, I, um, I can't say any more other than he is the father. Yeah. Of this team. Yeah. Uh, when I think of any offensive lineman or player for that matter, to that I would want to look want them to look up to to see how to get this city to embrace you. It is Jason Kelsey. No doubt. Uh, a vocal leader in the locker room. He has the respect of his teammates. He has the respect of the city. He has the love of the city. Um, if anyone ever were to hurt Jason Kelsey, even slightly emotionally, I would hate you for life. And I would try to strive to just make your life miserable. Yeah, for sure. Because that's how much I love that guy. For sure. Yeah. Um, spot on, you know, I mean, that kind of, that last part kind of threw me for a little bit, but anyway, um, but yeah, just a, a phenomenal, you know, that he's back. Love it, obviously. Um, you know, he, he's just the anchor of the, of the team, the, the anchor of that offensive line. He makes everything, you know, go the way that it does. And um, like you said, he's the leader. I mean, he's, he's other than, you know, probably Hurts, he's probably the leader of this team. Um, if there were someone I want leading me into war. Oh, yeah. No Jason doubt. Kelsey. No doubt. So, um you know, obviously phenomenal to have him back and for one more season. And, um, you know, with him back, it kind of solidifies the offensive line. Um, you know, we are losing Isaac Ciamalo, but, you know, I think with Cam Jurgens there, you know, sticking him in right guard, I think we'll still be all right. Um, obviously, we still got Mylotta and Dickerson and, and Lane Johnson. So I think the line will be just fine. I think it, it'll be just as good as it was last year, if not maybe hopefully better uh, with, with Jurgens in there at right guard. And, um, you know, obviously Kelsey 
leading the way. So I honestly think that the biggest deal, I think the Bradbury signing is a bigger deal than people are going to give it credit for. Uh, the fact yeah. that the Eagles were able to get him at that price and still leave room to make something else work is a big deal. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson is the biggest deal of the free agency market right now for the yep. Eagles. If they are able to retain him, regardless of the Slay situation, the Eagles can make it work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, I think well, if, if that does happen, I think they're fine. I think they'll be phenomenal. Um, you know, obviously losing, we lost a lot of guys defensively. Um, you know, TJ Edwards, Javon Hargrave, Marcus Epps, Kaiser White, you know, all these guys are, are leaving, but they're more replaceable than a guy like CJ Gardner Johnson. And, you know, the, the, the biggest one was obviously Hargrave, right? You know, he was the best player that we've lost so far, and, and he was such a key guy on our defense, and it was one of the main reasons why the, the defense was so effective last year. But, you know, we've seen in the past that, that Howie Roseman loves to invest in the trenches on the defensive line. You know, you have Jordan Davis still. You have Milton Williams. You have a first You have two first-round picks this year. You know how he's probably going to take a defensive lineman just with his history, how he builds the team. So in that in that sense, it, it's it's not as a huge of a loss as someone as, you know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson would have been. Um, now, nothing has happened yet. He, could, he, st- he still could sign elsewhere. We just don't know. But the fact that he hasn't signed anywhere yet is kind of good for us in a way. Because if he was going to sign somewhere, you know, you, you would think that he would have already. Um, but the fact that he hasn't is is probably a good sign for us. But again, we, we just don't know. And I think the Eagles are really trying to get a deal done with him. Um, you know, the rumor ha- the rumor was that he was their top priority. And the fact that they got Bradbury on top of it would be, would be just, just absolutely huge. So fingers crossed that they can get a deal done with C.J., um, he's, I mean, he's a fan favorite. I mean, everyone loves him and he had a phenomenal year last year before he got hurt. And, you know, even when he came back, he was still really good for us. So, and he's, and he plays an important position for the defense. You know, he, he does play safety, but he does play in the box. Sometimes he plays nickel corner at times. And he's just such a versatile player that exceeds at multiple things. And it's, it's hard to find that type of player anywhere. So I think if, if they can hammer out a deal with him, I think it'll be, they'll be phenomenal. So let's uh, let's move on from this talk just because we don't we don't know and we don't yeah. want to talk about it for 20 minutes and something happens immediately after. Hate yeah. to be that guy, but we've done it before. We've learned our lesson. So moving on, the Eagles signed Rashad Penny today. Yeah. And they signed Boston Scott to another one year deal. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I mean, that, you know, that probably is the final nail in the coffin for Miles Sanders. Um, you know, he, he's probably for sure not coming back now. Thank um, you for everything though. I mean, like, listen, I'm not kidding when I say that I love you. Listen, I have been a fan for my, of Miles Sanders since we got him even before we got him. Cause you know, a lot of my, some of my family went to Penn state when he was there. So, you know, I, I was, I was kind of following him, um, before that. And then when we got him, I loved him. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge Miles Sanders guy. Um, always pulled so, for him. The only jersey I currently have for right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, you know, after uh, the whole Carson Wentz situation, got rid of that jersey. Um, he was he was my first jersey that I got that I got after that, and uh, I was just I was a huge fan of him. Um, I think yeah, I I always thought he had a, so much potential, and he was able to show it last year. Had a phenomenal year for us, and um, so you know, no ill will towards him at all. I hope him the best. I wish him the best. Um, hasn't signed anywhere yet, but it's not looking good for him to, to be returning to the Eagles. And, um, you know, shout out to Miles Sanders and, th- uh, you know, thanks for thanks for all you've done. So going back to your jersey comment, I have an area of my closet that I call the bum jersey area. Mm, I don't throw away my old jerseys of bums. I keep them in the very back corner. Well, I didn't throw them away. I kind of just threw them in my garage, never to be seen again. But you know. yeah, exactly. In the darkest, deepest crevice that you yeah. actually have to search for, yeah, to find them. Like the Miles Sanders jersey will be very far away from that. Yeah, no. Again, no ill will towards him. You know, it it wasn't. It's it's kind of it's weird. Like it's 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 one of those rare situations where, okay, you know, it's it, it, nothing bad happened. You know, it's especially over the last couple of years with, you know, the Eagles and the Sixers and everything that's been going on in Philadelphia sports. But let's not talk about that. Um, but, yeah, it's one, it's one of those rare opportunities where a guy played well for us and we simply just can't afford him, you know, with with the amount of talent we, ha- we do have on the team. And, um, you know, eventually having obviously having to pay Jalen Hurts and, um, you know, we've, we've kind of been locked into who we can sign and we don't have you know, the freedom to sign whoever we want anymore. And it's a good and a bad thing. So, um, you know, the, especially at his position as well, uh, that running back position is such a irreplaceable it's position. A, it, it's a, it is an irreplaceable position. It, it is also the hot commodity position where yep. you're not going to invest a ton of money exactly into it. And it's just the unfortunate nature of the beast. Yeah. It's going to be a weird year adjusting without him, though. Uh, I think he had just such a nice stride this year. Every time he had the ball, I trusted him. Yeah. So the offense is going to look a little different this year, obviously. I think it's time for Kenny Gainwell to step up. Uh, We go Kenny, Penny, and I got to come up with a nickname for Boston, though. Giant killer. Kenny Penny into the Giant Killer. Does that sound good? Kenny Penny and the Giant Killer. What's wrong with that? All right. You know what? It's a band name. I'm in. <laughs> Kenny Penny and the Giant Killer. <laughs> that's that's pretty sick right there. Um, but yeah, so you know, thanks to Miles Sanders. Again, was always a huge fan of him and will continue to be a huge fan of him uh wherever he goes for the most unless part. Unless it's the Cowboys, Giants, unless the or Cowboys. Or the Commanders. Yeah. Unless it's one of those teams. But other than that, I hope uh Everything goes well for him. I hope he gets the bag because he does deserve it. He's a great guy and um, had a, had a phenomenal year. So we will see. Yeah. It's, truthfully, he's one of the few examples of someone who I think everyone in the fan base would love to retain if we yes. had the money. Yes. But there are just pressing needs that need the money more. And it's one of those unfortunate parts of business where as much as we all appreciate what Miles Sanders has done, I hate to say it, but it had to be done, yeah. and I didn't even want it to be done. 
Yeah, yeah. Again, running back is just it's it's one of those positions. You know, it's just it's not as valued as some of the other positions in the NFL. Um, you know, obviously quarterback and and offensive line and defensive line and um, you know these are the these are the positions where teams just value it more. And you know, positions like running back, safety, you know, even linebacker to a degree, um, they're just not as valued. But again, great player and. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough to, to see him in another uniform, but it's probably what's going to happen. Well, there is probably nothing more that I could talk about when it comes to free agency. They also brought Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham back. Brandon Graham is back. Javon Hargrave is gone. He's going yep. to the enemy. Javon Hargrave going to the Niners. Um, Marcus Epps is going to the Raiders. Um, who else? Uh, Kaiser White went to the Cardinals. T.J. Edwards went to the Bears. Um, that might be it. I'm thinking. Am I, am I forgetting anybody? Kaiser White, Marcus Epps, T.J. Yeah. Edwards, uh, Javon Hargrave. Was there one more? I think there was one more. Oh, Andre Dillard, but who cares? Uh, went to the Titans. Um, I think that's it. I've ever won we lost so far, but still probably going to lose Isaac Ciamalo, probably still going to lose, um, who else? I don't know. Uh, there's, I mean, there's some more. I just can't think of one on top of my head. Zach Pascal's another one. I mean, we could bring him back, who knows, but, um, you know, so. But the big one, obviously, is Gardner Johnson, and then whatever happens with Slay, with the potential trade and, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think people are making a big deal out of hopefully nothing, but who knows? But uh, Gardner Johnson, man, that's the that's the big one, and I'm checking every every five minutes here <laughs> on my phone. Why can't it just? I I hope the one because we've never had a scenario where something big has happened while recording the podcast, maybe once that I can remember. But I just I'm hoping this is the this is the one. We really haven't had that one big thing, and we just need it once while we're recording. Yeah. Will it happen? No. Yeah, probably not. But we can pray and hope. Yeah, I'm still checking, so and nothing just yet from Shefty either, and I've been refreshing nonstop. He retweeted somebody, and I thought it was something, and it wasn't really anything relevant to me. Great. But for now, I'm going to leave the floor to you for a moment. The Sixers. Yeah, dude. Tell me what the hell is going on. Uh, we're, we're on the upswing right now, for sure. Um, You know, I, I said couple weeks ago that Sixers are a roller coaster man and we are definitely on the trend upwards right now um they they just look good you know um they've made some some big comebacks um one against Portland one against um was it uh oh the Bucks a few weeks uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago um but yeah they're just playing together you know, they're they're playing as a unit. And, you know, we've said how good this team can be when they play together. 
and they're doing that right now. Um, Embiid, obviously, putting up monster numbers, MVP caliber numbers. Um, you know, James Harden is playing really well. You know, obviously distributing, but also scoring the ball when, when we need him. Forty um, percent uh, three point shooter this year. Yeah, yeah. So he he's definitely. Um, he's definitely gotten better on that end of the spectrum from last year. Um, like you said, especially with three point shooting, which is great. Um, Tyrese Maxey has played a lot better since, since reentering the starting lineup, you know, it was just kind of weird with him coming off the bench. It didn't really fit. And even he said, uh, he's a podcast I think now. So, uh, he even said on that, on that podcast that he, you know, he kind of, he was okay with coming off the bench, but it, he kind of felt that he wanted to be starting. And, um, you know, thankfully Doc let him let him get back in there. And he's played a lot better. Um, you know, some of the role players have played better. Um, you know, I mean, DeAnthony Melton has been, you know, fine. And Jalen McDaniels has been pretty solid as well. And Paul Reed has been really good in the backup center role. So, um, you know, some of the role players have, have, have definitely improved as well. And, they're just they're playing how they should be right now. So it's been fun to watch recently. With the Celtics slumping and one of the Bucks' only two losses over the last what twenty games coming from the Sixers. Yeah. I think they're in a good position as long as they're able to continue the momentum. There's gonna be losses here and there, but they can't be those bad losses. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know exactly who's remaining on the schedule. I know it's a rough road still, but let's put it this way. If the Sixers play the Pacers again and lose them, I would be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they have one more uh, West Coast trip, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe maybe another one. But um, I just remember the schedule being tough for them, uh, especially down the stretch. So it's going to be tough. Um, But, you know, they've they played well recently and. uh, Again, hopefully they can continue and, and keep uh, keep stacking up the wins because they need them, um, especially in the Eastern Conference. Uh, like you said, the Bucks have just been unbelievable. And, you know, even with Boston in a mini, you know, not really a slump, but a mini slump, uh, you know, they're, they're always going to come back and, and play well. Um, so the Eastern Conference is, is really, really tough, especially in the top. And, uh, you know, they're they're The Sixers are right there, man. They really are, you know, with 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 them being one of the best teams in, in the NBA, really, um, you know, they're definitely up there. So they just got to play well when they need to and, and uh, keep stacking up these wins. And going back to what we talked about earlier with the MVP conversation, I don't think – I think you're right in the fact that the analysts can no longer deny the fact that what Embiid is doing is historic. Yep. And I am not even saying Nikola Jokic is a bad player. I'm saying what Embiid is doing is historic. Yeah. Give the man his credit. The fact that he hasn't won one in the past two is, a, is an abomination to begin with. And the Nuggets, put them in the East right now, right? Yeah. Where are they? They're not in top three. Yeah, I mean, well, record-wise they would be, but I think the Sixers are probably a better team than they are. Um, yeah, I, I think if you 
if you if if the Nuggets and Sixers go in a seven game series, I I think the Sixers win. I'd like to think the Sixers win, um, just because you know. Again, nothing against Jokic. He's he's a phenomenal player. I just think I don't think he could handle Embiid for seven games uh, yeah. if it went seven games. So, you know, uh, they played one more than the Sixers. Yeah, you're right. Never got. Yeah. So I mean, they have a better record than the Sixers, but again, that's in the Western Conference. By, by so, one game because they by one played. Game. Yeah. But I think on paper, I think the Sixers are a better team, and I think they win if they were to go a seven game series. I think the Sixers win. So, um, but that's just right. That's right now. That's how I feel right now. Again, the, the Sixers could go on a tremendous slump and completely fall off and we hate him again. So that's just how it's been with the Sixers. And I'm not really putting too much hope into the Sixers. You know, they're playing well right now, which is great. And it's, they've been fun to watch recently, but we've seen them play this well before and then they fall off a cliff. So right. I'm not getting my hopes up, but you know, you can't, you can't argue that Embiid is putting up just unbelievably, like you said, historic numbers for a guy that size, um, you know, what he's been able to do. So Embiid especially has been really, really fun to watch. Just been almost unguardable, you know. Um, so he's one of the best in the world right now, and it's, it's fun. Look, and, and there, there are things that are wrong with the team at the current moment, but the way that things have been rolling, things are looking good. Yeah. Just especially with how hard the schedule coming up is. For sure. I mean, it's a lot of travel, and I just think if they're able, and I mean this, yeah, they do play the Pacers. Well, no, they don't. I'm stupid. Yeah, they do. They do play the Pacers on the 18th. I will be golfing that day, but they play at 7, so that'll probably be my evening. Yeah. But they got the Cavs coming up. They go to the Hornets. Uh, they go to the Pacers. Bulls at home. Bulls away. Warriors away. Suns away. Nuggets away. Jesus. Yeah. So they got they got at least one more West Coast trip. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. One more West Coast trip, and then they end they end the season. Uh. Well. In April they end in Milwaukee. At home against Boston, at home against the Heat, in Atlanta, in Brooklyn. So April April is going to be tough as well. Um, and after that West Coast trip, they have the Mavs and the Raptors at home. So it, it, they have a tough way to go for sure. But they haven't. The been Sixers really have well. shown that they can travel well earlier in the season. Oh yeah, absolutely. If they can if they can take the, two of those three games in the West, I'm not po'd about it. I think what. With how cont- tightly contested the East is, if they truly are in contention for the one seed at the very end, the Milwaukee and Boston game back to back is what's going. Not back to back, I don't think days, but yeah, uh, no, it's uh, April second and April fourth. They're going to be the two games that define the season. Yeah, and and, and just knowing and the their, Sixers, that's going to happen. Yeah, and on their first West Coast trip back in January, they went five and zero. Oh. Um, so. You know, they, they went at, at Utah, at the Lakers, at the Clippers, at Trailblazers, at Kings, and they went 5-0. and So, like you said, they've been able to travel well and play really well on the road, um, you know, especially far away from home as well. Um, so, you know, they have one more West Coast trip and then a tough stretch after that as well. So, it's going to be a tough stretch for them, but they, they, can, they can handle it, um, you know, because we've seen them, you know, 
handle some tough situations. I mean, we saw them go on the road and beat Milwaukee uh, when they were down as well. So that was that was probably their most gutsy win of the year. Great bet by me. And uh, yeah, that's when you were in. Uh, that's when I you were. Like, Always weekend. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're feeling good that weekend, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's gonna be a tough stretch, but again, if it like I said, if they continue to play how they've been playing, you know, Tyrese Maxey back in the starting lineup playing well, James Harden shooting the ball well, obviously distributing, and then Embiid just continues to play at a at an unbelievable level. We, we and Maxey's should... just starting to get back into the swing too, and by that I mean he was struggling for a little bit. Yeah, but. I've seen that there are many, there's a big stride from where he was. I think he's improving. Yeah, and you're seeing the confidence come back. You know, he was right. he, he was hurt to begin the year, and then you know he struggled throughout the middle of the season. But you know, like I said, putting him back in that starting lineup is, is going to be huge for him, and it, it's just giving him his confidence back. And you're saying you're starting to see it. He's 21, 22 years old. Yeah. yeah. Let the kid play. Yep. He'll get it. All right. Let's move on to the big one. Take it away, man. The Philadelphia Flyers have fired Chuck Fletcher. Now, why this came after the deadline, Lord knows. But it's not (laughs) like it would have mattered anyway. Because the boys club is in charge. The boys club has to go. Get rid of everyone. Everything. I'm willing to give Danny Briere a chance but not with those three lunatics up front. It's just the crazy part that I've noticed online. Everyone is saying, well, Paul Holmgren had a really good track record. Yeah. But he also left us in contract. Hell screwed the organization for the near future. And then you bring in Hextall with the same boys club. They screw it up even more. They somehow managed to put together a pretty decent season during the bubble. And then, and then the big collapse happened. The Titanic hit the iceberg. The ice climber fell off without the rope attached. Mm. This team has taken such a dramatic fall from grace. This was a hockey city. There are still passionate fans in this city, but there are not many passionate fans who can honestly give you money to keep former flyers on lifetime contracts that have done nothing but point the finger at this guy did this and this guy did that. That just came out. I believe it because they're all a bunch of nobodies now. They weren't nobodies, but now they are. They're sitting on the beach making these calls, whispering into people's ears, telling them to do this, telling them to do that. How many senior advisors do you need? (laughs) And when the senior advisors all fail, they get promoted. Is this how this works? They're still passionate fans. They just wear a bag on their head that sells that says sell the team. Yeah. <laughs> the firing so. Fletcher was the first domino yes. that fell. Correct. Now, cleaning out that front office needs to happen. And again, like I said, I'm willing to give Danny Briere a chance. And I think John Tortorella, his fate, I'm not saying his fate necessarily, but the new GM who is permanently hired, Danny Briere's interim, yeah, should be the one that has that deciding factor. See, the problem with Danny Breer is, like you said earlier, he still has the boys club up ahead of him. So they're just, he's just going to do whatever they say to do. Right. I, I, I think he's just a puppet. No, I, I think Danny Breer, 
so I, like I read up on Danny Breer, I think he's serious about the role. I think that he has a plan in place. I don't know what that is. Every GM has their own way of me- or their own methods and their own plans and their own way of implementing them. I think that what he's going to do is I don't think he's going to strip everything down from what I've read and what I've heard. I don't think he's going to sell everything. This isn't going to be like a bankruptcy liquidation. It's going to be, and it's not going to be filling holes either. That, Here's what that's I'll the say. trap that the Flyers fell into for the longest time. Oh, yeah. Here's what I'll say. If you clear the front office and get a get just a new front office, if they keep Briere as GM and Tortorello as coach, I'm willing to give Briere a chance. Right. But I'm still iffy on it because of how the front office is still there. Uh, there, there are a lot of problems that need to be cleared up before – I have true faith, I guess. And look, uh, as do I respect former Flyers? Yes. Do I hate Paul Holmgren? Oh, yeah. With with all of my heart. Trust me, he does. But there comes to be a point where instead of having a former Philadelphia Flyer, and I'm not trying to knock Danny Breer with this, in your front office, as an advisor, whatever, why not get some actual business-minded hockey guys in there? Why not look at teams that are succeeding and try to poach from their front offices? You, if you, you didn't even consider interviewing anyone from the Bruins organization. I was going to say, if you take anyone from the Bruins front office, you're going to be better. The Bruins are unbelievable. The thing I do respect is the fact that Danny Briere acknowledged that this isn't going to be an overnight thing. This is going to be a multi-year rebuild. Yes. Be straight exactly up Exactly what Tortorella said. Exactly what Tortorella said when he got hired. And that's great. But Chuck Fletcher didn't feel that way. So, and neither did the boys, you know. Yeah. So, it's a step in the right direction, but it's not every step that needs to be taken to get to the top of the hill. Do I see... Playoff contention hockey anytime in the future? No. No. The best case scenario, and I'm not talking make the playoffs. I'm saying, like, contend, contend. They could do it in five to seven years if they make all the right moves. But this has been a saga that stripped one of my joys away from me. Yep. It's a shame, man. And the problem is, you know, you can call – no, I would never call myself a bandwagon Flyers fan because it's just – I would never be driven away from a team unless something was that bad with it. Yeah. When the Rangers fans take over your stadium, what the hell, man? Yeah, that was that was bad. Oh, now, really here bad. goes where I give someone I hate credit. Did Paul Holmgren have an okay run at GM? He has a pretty pretty good resume when it comes to playoff appearances. Made a cup. Didn't win a cup, but made one. Yeah. But the future he left for the team wasn't that great. Hextall, no, not that great. They just have historically botched it every time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think I think like you mentioned earlier, they were able to you know be successful during the bubble, but then to just fall off a mountain as fast as they did to where we are now. That was only three years ago where we were the one seed in the Eastern conference. Right. With, with Stanley cup aspirations. I was on my vacation in the summer, making sure that I was home to watch the game or at a bar to watch the game. Right. And the future looked so bright. You know, even, even if we lost to the Islanders, there was still all this hype and all this, I was pissed off. Yeah, I was pissed off. Yeah, like, but you you thought that we're like, oh, we'll be back because the uh, the team we had and, and the guys that were who were coming up and and you know how they played and and the future just looked so bright. But we're here now. <laughs> like that can't happen. I'm a little astonished that this happened after the deadline. I, that's the thing I can't really wrap my head around. Yeah, Maybe yeah. That I mean, the final straw, but for sure, that that was definitely the 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 straw that both broke the camel's back for sure. Well, I, I also do think that this was heavily fan influenced. Oh no you question. Know, you no you question. can't have a profitable team if no one comes to your stadium. One, if no one's watching, where's your ad revenue? Exactly, and that's all they care about. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't care about your profits. I care about a winning hockey team going out there. And you know what the crazy part is? The more your team wins, the more money I'm sure you're going to make. For sure. The more people are going to go, the more people to watch, the more people are going to buy your your merchandise. You have to put out a winning hockey team, and they haven't done it. And they just don't seem to care. Have Have there been injuries that have hindered the Flyers? Yes. For sure. But is that the only factor? No. But look at like look at the contracts they've handed out. As well. The wrist aligning contract's terrible. Like, as much as I love Kevin Hayes, was he worth that contract? No. Like, uh, and again, I love Couturier. He's been hurt all year as well. His contract, like, his contract oh, I is I think for, his contract is... Listen, Couturier is and has been one of the best flyers in recent memory. But when you think of, like, the Flyers haven't had, and I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, the Flyers haven't had the guy. And people are going to say Claude Giroux. Listen, I, everyone loves Claude Giroux. I love Claude Giroux. I will always love Claude Giroux. Most underrated Philly athlete of all time, in my opinion. No doubt. No doubt. He He was great here. But he was never... Like, it's hard to explain. Like, he was never on Connor McDavid's level. Right. He was never on McKinnon's level. The Flyers have had a star, but they haven't had a superstar. They don't, they need that guy that is known throughout the, that throughout North America, because there's a lot of Canadian teams as well. And they, they just haven't had it. They need that guy, the leader, the quintessential leader, a superstar. And they just haven't had it. And that, you know, that goes back to, you know, they just need, they need a tank. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. I don't know if they're going to 
and they're not they're, they're not just going to sell 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 they're going to i think briere wants to tr- strategically sell i don't know I, I think that there are guys that you would think wouldn't be available that will be i think carter hart will be available not yeah, that i, I want him to be but i think that the haul you can get for him might be something to consider you could yeah. definitely get a lot of pieces for him that would help the organization rebuild but again, it all starts with properly cleaning up that front office. Yes. That's that's number one. It, really, it, that's it. That's all you got to do. And then, then start, you know. Hockey. Philadelphia hockey is something I looked forward to every single year. I always look forward to going to Flyers games. And the problem for me is I just need commitment from the team itself and the ownership saying that they hear us, they want us back, and they're working towards it. And this is a step in that right direction. Will they it need, happen? They need to do it. Will it happen? Let's wait and find out. But at this current time, I'm not giving them any bit yes. of my money still or time. Like you said, the first domino has fallen. Now the rest need to fall as well. All right. That's my spiel. No angry, passionate speech, just more worry about what they haven't done yet yes the job isn't done finish it agreed i don't really have anything else to add yeah does that mean we've reached our destination for the day we'd like to thank you for listening to the philly bandwagon podcast go to phlsportsnation.com for all your philly sports wants needs and desires go to the podcast tab Go to the PHL bandwagon. You can find us on Spotify there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. We're most likely there. If not, shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Twitter. We also take questions. If you guys want us to talk about anything during the podcast, we are more than open to mailbox questions. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we share weekly polls. You can follow us at the PHL bandwagon. You can follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. We're also on Facebook. You can find us there at the PHL bandwagon. We share our episodes there, but that is about it because the poll system is hot garbage. Instagram, maybe, potentially. We'll see. YouTube, we're working on it. We had an issue. In progress. It is in progress. We had an account, which for whatever reason. We have an account. We have an account, which for whatever reason is extremely difficult to get into. Yeah. Even though we have everything that we need to get in. Whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We got it. TikTok, absolutely not. Don't even ask. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Don't ask. I mean – it's there's it's kind of irrelevant because you can hear us everywhere else so well yeah pretty much yeah so no tiktok sorry okay all right well 
go to the wag shop, get your TBW merch, get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, get a hat. We appreciate the support. We appreciate you guys listening. Fire the boys club. Resign CJ. Yep. Go birds. Go Sixers. Go birds. Go birds. Birds. Birds.